Yeah, stuff in the mic, stuff in the mic. Mic is, mic, stuff in the mic. Uh, hi everyone. <laughs> We're starting a little late because I fucked up. And I know I'm not supposed to, scur- I'm supposed to be cursing less, but I really did screw up this time, guys. So I'm really sorry. I'll explain in a minute. Uh, welcome to the Space Game Junkie Podcast. As always, I'm your co-host, Brian. Joining me as always is your co-host, Jim. Howdy ho, Brian. Christmas time is coming soon. It, it is. We're about a month away. And uh, also your co-host, Hunter. Hi, everybody. Yay. Uh, and friends, we have three guests with us. First, joining us from Albuquerque, New Mexico. Uh, this is talking about the Sins of the Prophets mod for uh, Sins of a Solar Empire Rebellion. We have Unicracken, the lead developer and community manager. Hey, everybody. Hello, we have Levo or Lavo. I'm going to say these names wrong all night. Uh, lead balance. Right. Oh, okay, Lavo. Is that the right one? Ah, yep. Lavo. Uh, lead balance designer and coder, malcontent and lead artist. And finally, Edio, uh, the QA mm-hmm. lead. Edio? Edio? You know, no, you had it. Okay. Uh, Lotto is from Quebec, and EDO is from my hold stopping grounds in Philadelphia. Welcome, everyone. Hey there. Hello. Now, friends, friends, usually I try and record a video of the game before we talk so I can focus on the chatter and not the game. But this time I screwed up because I I, 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 uh, installed this mod incorrectly. So I took a 30-minute video of Sins of a Solar Empire, which had battles, and it was great, and it was hectic, and then I found out I didn't actually have the mod installed properly. So I'm going to be playing the game most of the time while the Halo experts, who is not me, uh, mostly Hunter, really. Uh, Jim, were you into Halo at all? Are, do you, are you a Halo nut like, like Hunter is? I've heard of it. Okay. I've only played the first game on a friend's Xbox. That is the only exposure I have to Halo. So warthogs uh, and stuff. Yeah, there there are buggies in it or something. So for are, there, friend, are there any warthogs in this? No. <laughs> Unfortunately, we just didn't have space for any warthogs. If it makes you feel better, I'm not a big, super huge Halo junkie either. Even though I'm technically the gameplay and balance lead of a Halo mod. Well, well, so let's, the, uh, see, people people want to fight me in the street, right? Because they ask me like, "What was the best Halo game?" And I tell them I think it was Reach, and then they they kind of like turn funny colors and and get dizzy looking. So maybe Reach wasn't supposed to be the best one. I don't know, but I liked it. Reach was a pretty good game. Because because you weren't, a lot of you weren't like Master Chef or whatever. The- <laughs> yeah, we're yeah we're a divisive community. You can't have any opinions. Halo is toxic. And also remember, <laughs> the opinion you may hold uh, now may have actually been hated a number of years ago, but now it's revered. There yep. should be a machinima that's like a cooking show, and they could call it like Halo's Kitchen with Master Chef. There and, you go. That would be yeah. amazing. I personally I thought ODST was my favorite, but that was just me. Beautiful game. Also a game where you're not Master Chef. See, that's the theme. People don't like him. <laughs> no, 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 The first three Halo games were actually really good. I just, like, after after the first three kind of came out, because you had ODST, that was kind of part of three a little bit, and then you had Reach, and then everything that happened after that, I felt like, was just a step in the wrong direction, and, like, ODST 
PST and Reach were kind of like the pinnacle of them just doing really good Halo Universe games. And then mm. everything else after that was just... No, which crap. was the Halo with Beyonce? What? Was there one with Beyonce? I don't know, man. I, I don't know yeah, about that. What are you song. talking Whoa. This is really pretty, that'd be a great game. Song. That'd be a great game. Beyonce singing in the background, you know? This is really pretty I have no idea what the hell you're talking about. This is You've your never own. heard the Halo song from Beyonce? Oh, song. that Halo. Gotcha. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I still am clueless. Don't worry about it. Jim's being stupid as usual. No, did that come through? I stuck my microphone in my ear hole, and maybe it, you heard it. I don't know. <laughs> Pretty good. I'm just going to those contortions. I like Beyonce. She's a very she. Nice she did girl. a song called Halo. Beyonce did a song called Halo. <laughs> oh, it was written by Sia, probably. She but did. Yeah. Yeah, ages ago. Ages ago. Yeah, we we're, we're getting we're getting really, really off right, So So anyway. Wh- one of you said that you don't really know much about Halo either, but you're involved in this project. So let's let's start at the beginning. How did you, how did this project come to be and how did you guys get involved in it? Well, the uh, the project was originally started by somebody named Canada Man Seven. Um, it was started basically right around the time the, the game originally came out in uh, 2008. And um, he was aware that there were mods for the game, and he played the game, uh, Sins of the Solar Empire, the original. And he was like, man, this would be amazing with Halo spaceships. So he started in on that. And um, he, he didn't have much modeling skill himself, so he, he made some attempts at modeling ships. He eventually started partnering with other Halo ship mods that existed on uh, games like Empire at War, and um, Homeworld. And um, pretty much lingered on like that until I joined the project around uh, 2010. And um, I started recruiting uh, artists to actually work on the project ourselves. Uh, We got a soundtrack artist. We got um, an audio director to help us uh, handle uh, the voice work and stuff like that. And um, eventually he transitioned himself off the team, and I took over. Oh, okay. So, Labo's probably a good person for the next. Hmm. Wow, these these models are really impressive. I feel so stupid for not having seen this earlier, but now I now you you can all share my my wonder. <laughs> yeah, because he, he was like, these guys, man, they work years on this, and it doesn't really look like they changed anything. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh boy, man, that seems really similar to base base sins. So does the game does the game actually have halos in it? Yeah, is that how you yeah. destroy the flood? You like blow the halo up? No, uh, halos are non functional in our game. We're we focus on uh, strategy, and we don't really feel like super weapons are a good um, a good mechanic to have for the kind of gameplay we want. And so, well, it kind of gets it over with at the end if you. There's not really a good way to control pacing like that. Um, Which one was it though? It was a, so it's a setup. There was a there was a Star Wars mod for Sins that had the galaxy gun where it was just like blow up a planet. That's actually a new mod that's still in development called Ascendancy. Cool guys over at Ascendancy. Wait, 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 it's not. You guys, you guys aren't. Uh, 
you guys aren't gonna you're not all in on the uh let's blow up planets, huh? Yeah, you know, no. blowing up it, it would be it would be a little bit jarring to have it's like you you take over Halo because in the mod right now, Halos are a planet type that you can go and colonize and kind of find out in the universe. They'll they'll appear on some of the maps, appear randomly on some of the randomly generated maps as well. And it would be it would be a little bit weird <laughs> you could take it over and just blow up the whole map. So, but you never know. You know, interesting stuff could come of it. You can just destroy. You just destroy everything. Yeah. It's like, oh, I won the game. I have conquered Halo. So, I have a question about um, one of the key things in all of these mods is you have to run this large address aware thing to make the executable able to address more than two gigs of RAM. What Terrible things happen if you don't do that. Um, Beautiful can, amounts I'll of explain that. Very easy. Um, one is, of course, t- eventually the game will crash. Uh, before that, though, you start to enter the Twilight Zone, where you see textures, instead of rendering, just are fully white. Models just don't appear. Other things, like particles, are just white boxes. Instead of, you know, like a missile instead it's a white box. Oh, okay, so it might start out looking right and then degrade as you get more yeah, crap. Because yeah, slowly but surely the models pop in, but the textures don't. Yeah. What, what you'll see is some in. beautiful beautiful teen colored models when LAA isn't on, and that's how you that's one of the first warning signs of like, oh no, LAA's not on. Okay, well we're gonna find out if Brian enabled LAA. Oh yeah, we'll find out pretty quickly. The game will probably crash in the next ten minutes. <laughs> no, this this is uh, this is absolutely gorgeous. I don't recognize uh, I don't recognize any of these. Um, I don't recognize any of these ships, but they're really nicely designed. So, where did you get the models from? Did you pull them right out of Halo? I mean, how does that work? No. Uh, we we have artists on our team that that make the models. Uh, our lead artist at this time is Malcontent sixteen ninety two, and um, a vast majority of the ships at this point have been textured and modeled by him. Um, we use ref we use the ships from the games as references, um, and oftentimes we do uh, collaborate with uh, people in the Halo ripping community. Um, to get better reference shots because it is incredibly hard to get 343 to give you reference shots for ship models. Um, so we'll we'll get reference shots and then we make our own versions of the ships um, from the ground up. Oh, okay. uh, some of the ships some of the ships are based on on ships in the lore and ships in the games. And um, when we have gaps and we need to, we will just invent them wholesale. Your will. Because I'm looking at this this heavy cruiser here, it is gorgeous. This was Valorio Valoros conflagration. That's a great name. Yeah, uh, it's a beautiful, beautiful ORS class cruiser. Gorgeous, gorgeous ship. Just really, that really ship, lovely. That ship is from Halo Fleet Battles. It's a tabletop strategy game. Oh my um, god! Made by Spartan Games. Wow, I didn't know there was a... T- so wait, you, you guys are pulling in things from every part of Halo lore, like all of the... Not just the video games. Everything pull, that we can. We pull We pull from the books. When, when it comes down to balance, we pull from the books. When it comes from art, we're looking at the comics, the games, um, videos. I mean, we've... 
you know, we scour some some of the concept art for the games, and you know, there, there's a lot of beautiful references for a lot of the ships that you know we pull from from all over the media for Halo. We've we've got a UNSC carrier that we pulled from two frames in a comic book that we managed <laughs> to model an entire ship for. Um, <laughs> That's pretty impressive, actually. Yeah, actually, uh, that 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 ship was made by Annihilator One Hundred Two. He's a he's an artist that was previously attached to the project, um, and um, he did amazing work for his time. Yeah, that ship also not only was it from two frames in the comic book, it wasn't even in one piece in the comic book. It was like being sawed in half. Yeah, it was yeah, being it was, it was being, being blown, blown in half with an energy projector, and so we had to piece it back together. <laughs> So uh, let's get the obvious question out of the way. So you've you've made a mod from Halo. How how does three four three feel about that? They're perfectly fine with it. Um, everyone we we interact with three four three on a pretty regular basis these days. Um, we talk with a lot of the community managers um, and some of the writers and people in the background. Um, a few, and overall, they seem to be um, interested in the project. They they think it's interesting. They um, they kind of just sit on the sidelines and watch. Um, we have made attempts to get information from them in the past, um, for instance, like renders of ships. And um, 343 is kind of slow moving, so we haven't managed to get anything out of them yet. But um, we're hopeful. But they're, they're, they don't have a problem with what we're doing. Um, historically, um, Microsoft is not known for being very mod-friendly. They, they shut down a project in the uh, mid-2000s called Halogen. That was an attempt to uh, bring... Halo 2, uh, I think it was Command and Conquer Generals. I remember yeah. this. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Halo Gen uh, was very, it was a big, exciting mod, and everybody was uh, crazy about it, but it got shut down in, in, the, uh, in the beginning of Halo Wars announcement. Um, but over time since then, uh, 343, uh, since it's taken over since that time, they've, uh, they've been much more mod friendly. We actually got invited out to 343 Industries during PAX West. Um, we posted a picture, I think, on our Facebook page of a couple of us standing in their museum. That's cool. So, so yeah, they, I mean, they obviously don't hate us too much if they if they had us over. <laughs> so they, sure, they no, sure. I I was not aware of the museum. Yeah, yeah. So they they actually just installed a, a museum in their studio, on the first floor, uh, in this last year. And oh, it's all this it's all this cool Halo merchandise. All the stuff that's pulled old, from like the live props. action films, yeah, all the old props. Is it like so all the old do some yes. type stuff? So is yeah. it kind of like the uh, the Believe commercials, right? For Halo yeah, 3? yeah, like, you can yep. imagine it like that. Yeah, it's it, you know, and there's some props from that in there as well. So I think. Well, I remember in that commercial oh, yeah. they had like a diorama on a table. Yeah, they, do like, they have yeah. that? Um, I, they don't I, have yeah, that. I don't. know. That is at Microsoft uh, headquarters, I think. Ah, well, they've got other stuff. <laughs> they have they have a large uh, Mega Bloss diorama of uh, the map Apex from Halo Five, and that's pretty interesting. But I mean, they've got a lot of stuff in there. They've even got uh, cool. prop guns that you can hold and take pictures with. Those are like the Very props nifty. you saw in those live actions. That is yeah. really cool. If, if you're a hardcore Halo fan, definitely should go and stop in and check it out. You know, if they let you. them to let you, in. yeah. If they if they <laughs> let you, if you can if you can sneak your way in. Do it. If you really like (laughs) Halo. (laughs) Do it. Well, that's pretty sweet. Uh, So, 
where is the project currently? Like, how far along are you? Are you at a 1.0 phase? Or are you? You're not at a 1.0 phase yet. The ancient's grace. Not, not quite. Right now, uh, we're about we're on the verge of releasing 0. 0.83. Um, so we still have a little ways to go to 1.0, where we're happy enough to call it 1.0. Very nice. Yeah, I'm I'm really digging a lot of the ship models. I think one of the first things that really had me all giddy was when I heard the the Mac cannons going off on the UNSC ships. That that just uh, ah, that made me so happy. <laughs> I mean, that's you. the that's the real appeal of of Halo Space Combat, the Mac cannon. Mac, and a lot of things die. Yeah, our sound designer Sancho did a really good job with the effects for the Max and the the archers and the machine guns and the plasma, the scorching sounds of plasma going by. So you got, so you guys have this for Sins of a Solar Empire, but you also have this for um, what was what's the other game you guys have this model? Stellaris. I'm, work, I'm working. On, I'm working on something for Stellaris. Oh wow. Yeah, Lavo Lavo's leading up that project. With their favor. So how 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 difficult is it to is it a, it's a completely different game type though, right? I mean, how how do you uh the grace us with their well, right How does now, that trans Well, right now, we don't actually have a full total conversion for Stellaris. What what I'm focusing on in part is just how do you say like adding to what vanilla Stellaris is, and uh, also working on compatibility projects, patches for some other mods. So, for example, there's uh, one mod that's I'm mentioning because it's frequently requested called uh, New Ship Classes and More, which for Stellaris just adds a bunch of new ship types. And that's something that I eventually, when I get all the models and the time, plan to make, basically let people play Stellaris with that mod, with our ships, and with and with our pre-made races, and really try and give that universe a Halo feel. And as time progresses, hopefully what we'll be able to do is do things like uh, change up the crisis events, because there's an endgame thing where everything can go wrong. Now, in Halo, wouldn't that be fitting to be the Flood? That would be an interesting thing to play as, although I never fully figured out how the Flood hierarchy worked, but... Uh, oh, you wouldn't be playing as the Flood. They would be coming to eat you alive. Oh, gotcha. Wow, that'd be... Yeah, that sucks. <laughs> oh, I was, wondering, I was wondering what that whole Flood thing meant on the main menu. Like, what's a Flood? It's space. There's no Floods in space. What is this? I don't understand. No, that's why the Space Marines roll up their pants. We've- We've kind of Love. played a little leeway with the lore um, with regards to that for Sins of the Prophets. We uh, we have modeled pure form flood ships that um, kind of jump into your solar system and give you a little havoc every once in a while. They're a little oh, bit broken. Nice. <laughs> yeah, how did that work in the Halo lore since I'm not like super familiar beyond the first couple games? Um, did the flood actually have ships? And how did that well, work? Was it just infested other ships? In they, in the um in the overextending lore, they'd never really had ships per se. In the books they kinda talk about how um 
I mean, the flood kind of killed everybody in the universe like a hundred thousand years ago in Halo lore, and they were fighting a faction called the Forerunners, and they were kind of just going around killing everybody on the planet, assimilating them, uh, turning them into like biomass, and then they would just kind of take their ships that are already there and then just like ram them into other planets and just continue the cycle or like another infection. Or oh, see, I was what they would do. Is, yeah, well, I would. I'm just kind of shocked that they were smart enough to be able to fly a ship after they got all flooded up. It would be like zombies that can fly a ship. Well, well, they, well the thing about the flood is they're a hive mind. They they work together yeah, until they coalesce like enough. The board. Yeah, kind kind of. Of. But so they they work together in the, until they coalesce to a large enough. Uh, amount of mass that they can form what they call a grave mind. And the grave mind is kind of like a supercomputer that sits on the sidelines and controls everything else. Uh, okay, yeah. so a few a few flood are dumb and the more you get the smarter they get. Exactly. Yeah. And then and then also, you know, like when a flood when somebody like let's say like a little flood infection form jumped into your chest and killed you and took over your body, the grave mind that controls you now knows everything about your life, everything that you know about Earth and humanity, and you know, if if you're a Covenant soldier, it knows where all your planets are if you know them, and it you know it takes that information and then it goes and sends flood spores and infections to those planets and then kills everybody there using oh. your knowledge. So it takes everything that you know, uses it uses it against your own species. I really thought that, that was a good idea. And not only that, but you still have it's still the basic forms. Retain the basic skills that you once had. So, for example, if you were a starship pilot, you know, the Flood could use your form, your Flood form, to pilot a spaceship. The Covenant yep. shall grow by my hand. We can definitely hear Brian playing it. <laughs> what? Oh, can, you, can you guys hear yeah, that? Sorry. Yeah. No, I am on push to talk. Oh, my desktop isn't. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Sorry about that. I apologize for that. Um, hang on a second. You shouldn't be able to hear it now. I apologize for that. Jeez, Brian. Sorry, I'm so unprofessional. So unprofessional. Everyone should get their money back. Everyone, whatever they paid, should just get their money back. Sounds about like what we pay our uh, staff members. So how many people do you have working on this thing? Um, a lot. Uh, there's typically a team of about 12 that work on the project. Wow. Um, but uh, the project is also seasonal, and we have people come on and off the team throughout the year, depending on what their personal lives are like. And then we also have my beautiful playtester core. That right. fluctuates in size from 30 to 40 people down to, like, Ten four. people, yeah, four or five, <laughs> you know. So playtesters love them, and we are on the lookout for more playtesters. If you if you go to our mod DB page, the the latest news article we have right now is looking for playtesters. Oh, okay. so if you want to help, help make our mod even better, you know, and tell us how much you hate us, <laughs> come on to our team. Apply to right? be playtester. If you're if you're a space game junkie, oh. you know. Oh. Oh. <laughs> yeah, and, you, and you get the mod for free. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, you don't get sins of the... giving us feedback. Like, you know, but but friends, by the way, um, as we're recording this, the Steam sale is about to go live for the Thanksgiving uh, weekend. So if you don't have Sins of a Solar Empire Rebellion already, you should probably get on that. Yeah, it's like, really. don't get it go on sale, guys. Steam, Steam on sales all the time. From 50 to, or sometimes even 75%. It, yeah, it's it's typically go- 75% off. Yeah, usually it goes on sale for what, about 10 bucks. Without, yes. the, without the DLC, usually about 10 bucks. I think the lowest I've seen it was like $5. Oh, so Jesus. It's like, you know, it's such a good game, and there's so many good mods, especially especially this one. Dude, there's a lot of Sin- Sins of a Solar Empire is a good game on its own, but the thing that makes it amazing is that it's a platform for mods. It's an amazing platform for space combat mods. Yeah, see, I didn't know Boston that. Galactica, Stargate, you know... Uh, a ton of Star Wars mods. It's Star Wars. Effect, yeah. the, the Stargate, the Stargate the mods really are some of my favorite. You got a Battlestar Galactica one. That one's pretty good. But we also we also are a big fan of the Star Trek Armada three mod around here. Yeah, they're they're there good guys. Go. I, I work good well, people. I, I work with them. I'm, tec- I'm a technical technically technical advisor to their team, and I just helped with some mind, some small coding things from time to time. Oh, I'm getting my butt kicked, guys. I'm getting my butt kicked by the AI. Yeah, I love that, I love that Star Trek mod, because uh, I like to play Thrawn. Oh, <laughs> you troll. Oh, you're adorable. <laughs> so <laughs> did so. I'm not too familiar. I know Sins has a lot of good mods, but did do you know if they created it with mods in mind? Because there seem to be so many mm-hmm. of them. They... As as I as we as I learned when we just when we talked with some industry people back at Tax, if you're going to have modding support, it's something you have to decide like back in the planning stages. Mm. If you look at at Sins, you have the whole ability to do just enable mods like that. Truthfully speaking, the system as we know it today was really only solidified until the first expansion. Before that, modding was actually difficult, but that and then, on top of it, we are still also kind of limited in what we can do. We really can't touch the AI. Um, there's a lot of hard, hard-coded stuff that we can't really do, you know. So, modding, it wasn't necessarily like an afterthought, but it wasn't their first priority, you know. Well, remember that the team that made this, it was a very small team, and they actually had trouble getting a publisher until... They got in touch with Stardog. They also made the game in a basement, literally. So, it's good stuff. <laughs> I think the game just let me build a hundred some little ships. Oh no, don't do that. You're building scouts. Uh oh. <laughs> yeah, I built 150 scouts. I built 150 light corvettes. <laughs> if you were the board, you'd be alright, though, because. You're literally gonna die. Yeah, that was a bad choice. It's what I could afford! <laughs> He's gonna build so many scouts, the enemy are gonna be... The enemy are gonna be so seen and discovered, they won't know what to do. <laughs> this is a thing where you get back and reevaluate your life choices. <laughs> because if you don't, the AI will uh, do it for you. You know, um... The fact that the AI is hard-coded might be an interesting thing to discuss. Um, the AI is hard-coded? Just on its own merit. 
Yeah, the AI, the all of the AI coding is built into the engine. We don't have any access to it. We can't write oh. any new AI behavior. So everything we have to do with with the ship behaviors uh, is tweaking uh, stats on the ship, like speed, damage, health, um, and roll type. And everything has to get tweaked through that every little bit that we can um, in order to get the kind of behavior that we want. And so um, balance work involves a lot of testing and just mild tweaking of uh, basic ship stats. I- so we yeah. get the AI to use it the way that we need it to. It's especially bad in SOTP because our entire design focus of how we're doing very fast-paced combat with each battle being over in a matter of uh, seconds or like small few minutes goes completely against the original design philosophy <laughs> of the game with things like attritional combat and just making symmetrical battle groups. And that's how the AI still operates, which meant in particular for the UNSC AI, which is built around flimsy ships with high alpha damage that were just going completely against the grain. So getting that AI to work in a functional manner was is one of the biggest challenges I ever faced in SIN's modding. If you don't observe the enemy, does it ever exist? Yes. Yes, and it will find you and kill you. It will seek you out, observe you, and then you'll die. Be warned. They will find reach. Oh, they will find defeat. Yeah. I already got beat. I I already got beat. I got beat. That AI wrecked you, man. I got got, got beat. I put that AI on an easier difficulty. Uh, I don't. I don't know. Hang on. He's probably on normal. Uh, I didn't. Ch- I don't think I changed it. So yeah, it might have been normal. Probably, probably better to go down on easy. Oh no, he's turning on the flood. Oh, madman! You're you're about to experience something don't else. Get it off. You 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 just won't win. Well, it might be fun to watch though. Brian, Brian's about to yeah get that woke. little. That little shield with the uh, sword in it, if you right-click it, you can lower the difficulty. And then there's, it makes the game not hard. There's there's a delay. Hang on. Well, the game's still pretty hard. Our AI... Um, we, we had a, a 0.75 release, and the AI um, had some issues uh, because of ship stats. And so we had to revisit all that kind of stuff. And the process of fixing the uh, AI, um, we were basically left with the choice of either making the AI super weak and ineffective or OP as fuck. And so we had to go with OP as fuck. (laughs) Pretty much. And they are. There's also a beautiful difficulty. I think it's called, is it Reclaimer? Yep. Yeah, don't ever play the AI like that. <laughs> I warned you, they, they cheat really I bad. You. We did a playtest session Since, the other day, and it made me cry. Since the profits is a challenge, and it will always be a challenge. Um, we like the idea of the visceral, very face, face. It's a face in space. 
the very visceral, fast-paced combat that Halo kind of offers in its lore. You know, you you look at the comics or reading any any of the books like The Fall of Reach, and you see these these massive fleets of you know hundreds of ships, and the battle's over in minutes. You know, as Covenant Plasma just utterly obliterates UNSC ships, and UNSC ships fire big giant tungsten balls, and you know these huge giant massive guns firing at each other and just ships being obliterated on all sides and it's you know the difficulty of the ai definitely helps showcase that when you have an enemy fleet that is just way bigger and way more powerful than you are <laughs> and it was earlier mentioned that the ai is hard good and we can't change it and yet here we're saying we made the ai harder you know some people might <laughs> be confused like that right doesn't make much sense so I'll tell you in, in English what it does. You see, you can do fancy things like abilities and even like giving things extra resources and stuff because you can put research that isn't visible to, to a human player, but the AI can see all research no matter where it is placed. So that's what we did. We gave the AI things only it can see, and that's how it became such a devil. That's pretty it's awesome. A big, it's a big meaning that we let cheat. <laughs> yeah, we give the AI a setting where it has very fertile grounds um, and has access to things the normal player doesn't so that it's able to actually compete. Because base sims AI is not, it's not the brightest. It is not, it's not very smart and you kind of have to let it cheat. Well, it's not just that. Remember, all the actual factions in sims have their own custom tailored AI, but if you if the a, if the game doesn't decide to use one of those, then it uses what it, what's called the generic faction AI, which is even stupider. Yeah, it's beautiful. This whole game is beautiful. It's like it's it's fascinating how this game is what four years old now, and it's still one of the most gorgeous Sin? space. Yeah. Sins is even older than that. If you well, Rebellion, I meant. Uh, Rebellion came out in 2012, but Sins came out in what, 2009? 2008. Eight. 2008, yeah. Yeah, so this game is basically it's eight old. years old. And it's, it's, it's still gorgeous. And know. I think it was in development uh, from like 2004 or five. They were working on the game for a long time. And then, you know, they released it. And... You know, Sins is old. Its engine is old. You know, it's why we have people use LAA. It's really, uh, it just cannot handle some of the stuff that we do sometimes, which is unfortunate. You know, Sins, Sins makes everybody cry when you look at the code and how it works and all the hard code stuff and, you know, how easily it can be crashed by any minor changes. You know, it's unfortunate. Hopefully, we've, uh, hopefully we've, one game will come out. Hopefully, a sequel. Wink, wink. Nudge, yeah, nudge. We've, we've all got we've all got our fingers crossed for Sins Two. Hopefully, that's what Ironclad is doing at the moment. Well, Ironclad yeah, big start, please. Because because that other Sins game they made that MOBA thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Apparently, apparently, that didn't do well at all. Nope. Yeah. Uh, Ironclad is not working publicly on any game at the moment, um, though Stardock CEO continues, uh, Brad Wardell, continues to hint that a Sins 2 is happening. So 
hopefully that's what they're working on right now. And there was actually a very interesting update the other day to um, Sins. And it was, you know, it gives us all hope. I know. I saw there was a patch for Sins. I'm like, yeah, whoa, that's really yeah, nice. Yeah, they updated it to 1.86 out of the blue. It was, it was beautiful. It's always fascinating when, like, you come home and you look at your Steam updates. Like, whoa, that seven-year-old game got a patch. What the yeah. <laughs> like, what the hell happened? <laughs> what are they doing? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I have no idea so, what they're doing. So, um, are there any, are there any um, prospects for, like, uh, the uh, Singularity game at all? Ashes? <sighs> yeah. Unfortunately, the Stardock seems to have dropped the ball on that, and as that there's not really good modding support for it, and now they're suddenly coming out with a standalone expansion, which is really weird. It's it's I'm I and many others are just confused by it because it didn't really have good modding support when Stardock, with things like Gels of Three, previous have a stellar record for mod support. Right. Well, and that's and that's an interesting um, that's an interesting thing, though, right? Because you look at like what Valve did with Half Life and all these other games that spawned standalone games based off of mods. It made the replay value of the base game increase because people were getting that base game because not only was the base game good, but the mods for it were fantastic. And so I've known several people who have gotten Sins of a Solar Empire just for Sins of the Prophets or Star Trek Armada 3 or stuff like that. So I mean, it's kind of like, do they not realize that mods actually help sell their games? I guess well, that's a rhetorical uh, question. I don't know, but you know, it would seem it would seem that they that they don't uh, realize it well enough. Like, like I that's right. That's right. Studios I, see them as competition for their with their that they're that they're competing against mods for their DLC. That's a very common sentiment, and for others, they just don't care. In part because they're more console oriented, and consoles don't really have mods, so they just for them it's just well, it doesn't really matter because nobody can use it anywhere, or our main market doesn't use it. Yeah, that's what I try and tell people when they're buying um, Free Space 2. It's like you're not just getting a game. You're getting a platform for <laughs> oodles and oodles of content. And that seems to be the case uh, with Sins as well because there are so many Absolutely. mods for it. Oh, my God. So is this going to have like a story to it or anything or is it just going to be these skirmishes like, like this one? Because, I mean, there's not much of a story in anything with Sins, I know. But yeah, there's no real way to implement any story features to the game. I mean, you know, uh, sneak peek, maybe like we have like maybe some scenarios that we could make. Yeah, so so we have some (laughs) we have some maneuverability with uh, particular maps. Um, We can do some scripting to kind of create story, but it's still extremely limited. Um, with with Sins of a Solar Empire, you're really, really ever only going to get skirmish type of experiences. And, and personally, I like that, especially for a Halo mod, because Halo is really known well 
for the sandbox appeal. And so yeah. a big skirmish game type is just an open sandbox, especially if you get on a big enough map and you get time to explore and dick around before you have to get into the fight. Um, you know, there's a lot of, of sandbox experience type stuff that can happen. Um, so we're we're interested in doing uh, some storytelling in Stellaris um, when we get there. But there's just a, not a lot we can do in in the Sins of Solar Empire mod. But we do we are going to test out some things and see where we can go with it. Now, here's a question for you. Um, you. I know a modding platform is a better platform in terms of getting your content out there because you don't really... Typically, modders don't run into a lot of issues with the people who actually own the IP, for example. Like where you said you've been actually working with 343 and then constant communication. Is there a potential possibility where you could, say, make your own standalone that was also a free-to-play object, or would, would that cross some kind of line? It's possible it would cross the line, um, but we've we've never seen an indication from 343 about other standalone games that they would uh, consider crossing a line. Like, for instance, there's a there's a standalone there's an attempt to make a standalone Halo game, I think, on the Unreal Engine or something like that. And um, Galaxy Zero Zero, or so, yeah, I think I think that's it. Yeah, that's um, and I. Okay, Unity. Okay, um, I, I've seen articles that indicate Microsoft uh, is talking to lawyers about it, but I've never seen anything uh, direct about it. Well, However, like oh, go ahead. right, go ahead, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, like we've we've talked to some guys that were working on some Star Trek stuff that was going to be completely standalone and free, and there's even that Star Wars game that was going to be like Battlefront. The the actual sequel to Battlefront Three, it was a Galaxy something or whatever. Yeah, Galaxy Divided. That yes. One, that one was that one is a unique case. Um, they actually were afraid about it. They Valve said okay. Um, the thing the thing with that mod is that project there is it's kind of a two prong thing. One is they actually got the original the cancelled Star Wars Battlefront Three. Uh, assets and engine, if I, if my understanding of it was correct. But the big thing is just that Star Wars games right now are the sole domain of EA since are, Disney signed a contract with them. Are they, Nobody but EA can make contracts. So even though LucasArts themselves and Disney, by extension, didn't care so much about this project, EA did. And that was the main reason it was shut down because it was seen as competition. Well, that's interesting. I, I, I gotta wonder when you when you see a community driven product that is getting fans so excited that the guys that are working on like the, I guess I hate to I hate to use the word, but like the legit copy are fearful that some fan made thing might outperform their product. That has me kind of uh, kind of curious as to why. Why they're so worried? I mean, if do do better is well, what my well, mind one says. Of the, one of the big things to understand about that is internally teams. Most teams of people, most developers that see community driven products, you know, like that Battlefront mod, the, the the real Battlefront sequel, you know, or the Sins of the Prophets or anything like that. Most of the teams and the, the developers behind the actual franchises or products that are being made, they don't really care 
at all. Like, you know, a lot of them are usually fans of the projects. But what you also see is it's it's a lot of the people at the top, a lot of the lawyers and the people behind the publishers. You know, you see people at like EA and Ubisoft, and they kind of do a lot of the stuff when it comes to kind of shutting down projects or saying, oh, you know, hey, you're not allowed to do that. You know, and, you know, it's usually not the developers themselves that have an issue, you know, so you never know when a mod can get shut down, though, unfortunately. It's like, you know, you might see the people behind Battlefront, they're like, yeah, it's really cool, and then EA's like, no, no. Unacceptable. You can't do that. My mind on this is that if a company is worried about a free competitor, they should hire the people. Yeah, you're right. Right. It's right. right. And, well, this and is- so that's also my response about uh, making an, a standalone free-to-play game. The, the kind of time and investment that it would take to make a standalone game, because there aren't really engines, game engines sitting around for uh, space combat. So we would have to make one, and that's a huge time investment. We'd have to try to recruit people that could actually work on a game engine like that, because all of us are modders, and we don't have a lot of experience writing game engines. And so it would be a lot of investment for time and probably money because people don't do that kind of thing for free. Um, so if we were to come together to make a, a standalone space combat game of some kind, it would be our own IP so that we could make money off of it. Um, but in an ideal world, 343 will just hire us to make a space, a Halo space combat game. I mean, just to be straight. It'd be nice. It'd be nice. <laughs> it would make, it would make sense. I mean, everyone else is doing it now. You know, why the hell not? Right. Well, and this I is mean, where, this is where I was kind of going with that thought process is you look at, like community driven stuff is you look at something like um I don't know if you guys are big fans of Mech Warrior, but um the Mech Warrior Living Legends guys uh had to stop doing development on their mod, but yet the community took it and did a community update which actually really improved that mod tremendously and made it way easier to get in and play and find matches and make servers. And all kinds of stuff. So, you know, I, I look at I look at what uh, you know an official team is doing, official modding team is doing. So, like, if you guys were told to stop, I mean, would that would that uh, be able to stop? You know, say some other community members from picking up where you guys left yes. off? Or? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah Microsoft, Microsoft, and three four three, and more specifically, Microsoft would um, would like. I've dealt with Microsoft lawyers before. They're fantastic people. Uh, and they're <laughs> no joke. We love Microsoft lawyers. Please don't sue us. Yeah, please. <laughs> we love you. It's like, please, please keep that baton away from me. Oh, oh don't take up the taser, please. Don't taste me, bro. <laughs> don't pull my nails out. <laughs> Because yeah, if the mod's taken down, that means if any anyone who for some reason decides to try and do it, they're not only they're not just going to get a warning. Most likely, they're going to be immediately have the book thrown at them. Yeah, they'll be like, um, "We're going to sue you if you don't stop immediately," because you but, know we don't see you as an individual team that's coming in to finish another mod that we already stopped. We see you as a same team. That's kind of what they would do. 
Right. But we um, we take a lot of steps to make sure that we follow all of the Xbox game content usage rules uh, for doing the kind of thing that we're doing. We follow all of the stated rules that Microsoft has for using uh, the Halo IP. Like, for instance, uh, back when they updated the rules, we had to remove Halo from our name because we used to be Halo Sins of the Prophets. Um, but several years back, they updated the game content usage rules so that fans wouldn't get, quote-unquote, confused. Um, you know, the fact that they would have to download our game and shove it into another game somehow, you know, wouldn't be a confusing factor or whatever. But anyway, uh, we, we follow the rules as close as we can that they've stated to try to stay out of trouble. And, gotcha. and we've never gotten an indication from them that we've strayed in a way that they, they weren't happy about since we've been in communication with them. We hope not. <laughs> right. We cower in the corner sometimes. It keeps us up at night. Yeah, there's so, some, yeah. So uh, in, in your mod, you guys have obviously the Covenant and the UNSC. Do you have any of like the, uh, the separatist kind of groups or... The kind of the design philosophy behind that is, you know, if if you want to play the separatists, if you want to play like the insurrectionists from the UNSC, right. yeah, 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 or you yeah. want to play the um the the Great Schism, you know, the Covenant, and you, you want to be the, the Arbiters faction, whatever they're called, um, Swords of you can yeah, the Swords of Sanghelios, you can be them, you know, you just choose how to play the game, you know, it, you you kind of make your own stories and your own factions as you're playing the mod. You know, so it's always this kind of dynamic experience where you're not you're not limited to, hey, you know, you're the insurrectionists, and here's here's your research tree that's super limiting, you know, and we you have, can't expand. Right, we have generic factions, and we let you do your own storytelling. Um, later on, we will be adding more factions to the game, um, mainly because they actually um, later in the story in, in the post-war era. Um, a lot of the alien factions kind of split apart and become more unique and distinct, and we're going to be uh, making those factions part of the mod um, proper. But right now, uh, what we're focused on is the war era part of the the game lore, and um, that's pretty much just UNSC versus Covenant. At, at that time period, the, the insurrectionists really didn't have the ability to project power and then colonize planets and stuff like that. And uh, so we mostly use those as the militia planets around, or the militia groups around the planets that you colonize. And then even then, um, in the lore, the insurrectionists never had space capabilities. They had some pelicans with some big guns on them, I think. There there were some insurrection groups with some frigates. Some insurrection groups had some fleet power but not enough to do anything of significant note other than in one story um, called uh, The Impossible Life and Probable Death of Preston Cole, where they talk about um, Admiral Cole, a very uh, unique and uh, intelligent uh, UNSC commander, and he ends up uh, having a mission, uh, an engagement that utilizes some insurrectionist forces. Number, and then they eventually come back later on. Right. So most of the time, insurrectionists just aren't big enough players that we consider them uh, worth the time to try to make a faction out of. Technically speaking, they're like, we've taken some inspiration, like a lot of the um, the militia ships, some of the militia militia ships are unique to them. And like, for example, the the Athens carrier and the Mako Corvette 
which are part of the planetary militias, are inspired by the insurrection ships. And then eventually we're hoping to get some other uh, one or two other older UNSC ships thrown in the militia to just show, like, these are the old things taken out of the scrapyards. Like, this Rag is what the insurrection had. Right. So I've got a question about that, actually. That brings up an interesting point. Um, when I was playing the Star Trek, uh, can, I guess it was the Continuum mod for Homeworld, they had uh, the ability to set the different decades, right? So, like, you could play the original series-style ships, or you could play the next-gen-style ships. Uh, is there a way to differentiate between uh, different eras of, say, the Halo universe before different ship styles were in play? Or there is Not, a, not at the moment, but there is one coming. Um once we get to where we're comfortable with the version of the mod that we've got, uh, when we hit 1.0, we're going to be taking the mod and separating it, separating it into two eras, what we're going to call the war era and the post-war era. Basically, um, the war era contains everything in the lore uh, from Halo 3 backward, and then uh, the post-war era will be Halo th- uh, the end of Halo 3 and forward. And so um, you're going, like the ships that you see at the end of Halo 4, the UNSC ships, all of the funky-looking white ships, um, that kind of stuff, all of the sorts of Sangheelio ships, the ships that you see in uh, Halo 5, all of the Sangheelio um, locally created ships, those are going to be in that post-war era mod. Well, that's pretty sweet. <laughs> oh, and Forerunners. Yay! Oh, whoa, that's cool. That's uh, yeah. Actually, that's really exciting. We're, we're still trying to work out exactly how big of a deal that's going to be. The original plan that I had for the Forerunners was, like, I had aspirations of, like, getting a graphic novel put it put together and having a story written about how... Because, you know, in, in the lore currently, Forerunners aren't living. Um, there's just the, um, the Sentinels and the AI Rebellion from Halo 5. Spoiler. Um, dun, dun, dun. But, <laughs> yeah, but um, we're, we're trying to work out exactly how far we can go. But if, if any of your listeners are um, really good artists and they like comic book style type art and they want to help us do some story writing, let us know. Um, contact us at any of our available spaces. You know, Google Tens of Profits, you can find a space to talk to one of us. Um, and we're interested in trying to do a little bit more storytelling in the future. Sorry, I'm in the middle of all kinds of crap right now. <laughs> All right, well, well, Brian. Actually, uh, how are you enjoying it? Like, what are you, what are you doing? Uh, I just found a tropical planet that I need to, uh, that I want to take, but it's protected by quite a few ships here. So I'm uh, trying to kill them all, uh, so I can take it. And uh, there, so the, the, you don't have to shove all your ships against like a Paris. Like, just use three. You can split your fleet up. Yeah. No, like that's, that's not how I roll. That's that's not how I work. It's everyone. Everyone kills him. Brian is a force to be reckoned with. Oh, he he would love the co- I can already tell he would love the covenant. That like suiting his play style a lot more. Death ball. Yeah, death balls. They shoot and shoot and keep shooting. You want to see? It's like pew. A lot of stuff just died. <laughs> Or pew, not enough stuff died, and now we're all dying instead. 
Yeah, okay. UNSC run off of this round-based type combat um, where we break combat into these couple of different phases where there's the, the initial Mac volley and then there's the persistent missile damage while they're reloading the Mac gun and recharging and then it let loose, lets loose again. Uh, with, with Covenant ships, it's a little less distinct. There's not as a, a distinct round setting. No, they're they just, get, just getting out more and more fire. Right. Fire. <laughs> so um, you guys are getting closer to a 1.0, which is pretty exciting. And you talked about potentially doing uh, maybe maybe a second one if they do a Sins of a Solar Empire 2. Um, is there any chance of doing like a, a completely different mod altogether that's Halo for a different game? Or well, we we're already technically doing Mars. No. Well, no, not just. I mean, not just Stellaris. I mean, I get the Stellaris one. It's just a. I, I'm talking about like maybe a different style. Go um, down, go down to the earth. You know, fight on the battlefields. Infantry. You know that kind of stuff, or who, who knows? I mean, even maybe not not a clone. I would say of the Spartan games because I, I really don't like those. But some kind of like a, a real time strategy on on the ground type Halo game. Oh, that already exists. <laughs> Make a um, make a model wow. that's well with with Halo Wars two coming out in February. It's probably more legally risky to try to do something like that um, because if you make a decent competitor, then you then you catch the attention of Microsoft's lawyers. But also, um, my focus personally is is on space combat. That's where my real interest in the Halo universe is. I, you know, I, I read The Fall of Reach when it when it came out. And um, I've been in love with Halo space combat ever since. So I would make space combat games in different types of space uh, space genres, like individual ship combat or something like that, um, if a good enough game comes out for it. But um, at, at present, we don't really have any plans to do anything in particular. We kind of just keep our ears to the ground and you know look at what games are coming out and what kind of modability they're going to have. Um, there is the potential for uh, a mod on, like, uh, in the space too, if if the modability becomes something good, and um, we have the manpower to do that kind of thing. Though speaking of uh, Halo on ground, there is there is we do there is one called Evolutions. I forget which it's not for one it's for one of the Command and Conquerors. Was it Tiberium? It's Command and Conquer Tiberium, uh, Tiberium Wars. Tiberium Wars. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, their, I'm their lead QA as well. <laughs> oh, so yeah, that's also I have my hands in, in real time strategy for in the in the command and conquer engine for Halo. Yeah, well, that's so pretty I mean, exciting. you know, one of yeah, so one of the mods that we do work with, and you know, the the, the lead dev from Evolutions collaborates with us on some stuff. We share assets across teams. And, um, so, you know, technically you could say, you know, it, it is kind of, if you're looking for a Halo experience that that's a mod on the ground, that's kind of like Halo Wars, but not quite, you know, that, that's where you're, that's where you're going to be looking. You're going to be looking at, you know, evolutions on, you know, evolutions, real-time strategy evolved on Command and Conquer 3, Tiberium Wars. So, you know, that, that's, if that's the experience you're, you're looking for, it is, it, it exists and we know the people that do it. <laughs> That's one of the best things about the Halo modding community. The vast majority of us get along and we work together. Uh, we hang out. At, at PAX, we were running around um, 
with two different mod teams. Uh, Zero, the leader of the Homeworld mod, Homefront, and Masters1337, who's working on the Halo CE mod SPV3. Um, we, we ran around all of PAX West with them. They're, They're cool really, people. Really good, really good guys. Great people. Beautiful people. Uh, we have a question from the chat. Uh, hi, guys. I just I just got my ass kicked, so I'm probably not going to be lasting much longer. I lost my capital ship. Uh, all kinds of crap. Um, oh, this is not going to be a pretty You sight. have lots of money. You could make a ton of ships. Yeah, mm. man. Build, build it ain't some. over yet. Defend yourself. Not just until just the saying. Dry. But we had a fan question. Yeah, sorry. Uh, are there any space combat games that you guys really enjoy or may have influenced your mod? Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, there's definitely a lot of other really good space combat games, and, you know, we're working on an engine that kind of has a lot of features that other games definitely do have. You know, you look at stuff like... Uh, like Empire of War, you know, it's really good. Yeah, Star Wars. Really good Empire. old game. Yeah. I wouldn't say it's cool. Homeworld. Yeah, Homeworld. And that's not, that's not good. <laughs> well, I mean, don't, I, don't I, I, I modded Empire at War, so I can just, I know a, a lot. The, the space, the the space the part of Empire at War is is really good. The yeah, ground part is very flawed. It's, it's flawed. Just, <laughs> I'm going to be that guy. What I'm the so space? Sorry. What what the space part is flawed? Well, you know. Oh, I mean, significant. It's, it's, I, I think yeah, it's, it's, it's it's old. Why it did that tie fighter <laughs> take out that Montgomery cruiser by itself? No, no. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all I got. I have one word to say: pathfinding. <laughs> <laughs> no, I need you to go over here. No, over here. Oh God! Yeah, I'm, I'm stop still. going left. <laughs> the the major influences for Sins of the Prophets are the Halo books. Um, Eric Nyland did a great job writing about space combat in the books, and that is where we get the vast majority of our information and um, where we do our balancing info from. Um, because of the way that our space combat works and the way that Halo space combat works in general, it can't really get influenced by most other games or media sources just because it's um it's extremely brutal and fast and you know there's there's this there's such a disparity between the two factions you want to see her rolling around with a couple of meters of titanium armor and the covenant are rolling around with shields that can take nuclear weapons it's so like closest, have, the closest you have, you have one guy in like a, a can like one guy is in an empty can of coke and the other guy is basically in a brick yeah, and, you know, the the interesting thing about it is, you know, there is not many other universes, sci-fi universes, that are really analogous with um, Halo, uh, you know, specifically space combat. I mean, maybe, like, Ender's Game or Ringworld, you know, there's stuff, I mean, obviously, Ringworld is literally, like, the ring is inspiration for the Halo, but <laughs> it literally, they took it, right? <laughs> you know, but... Uh, you know, one of the you know, maybe Mass Effect. You know, there's some stuff that's in Mass Effect not that's even, very interesting. Not, not even, even you know, there's <laughs> nothing that's really analogous or homologous with with Halo, where you can kind of look at it and be like, we can kind of take inspiration from that and put that in our mod, because there is really nothing like Halo when it comes to space. Uh, Halo is very unique uh, when it comes to space. 
So, you know, that's the that's the so, kind of outlook that most so of I've, us have, I think. I've never uh I've never read the books um cuz I never played fantastic books. But should I cuz I love space combat in books like Lost you Fleet will love and it. stuff. So you should I them. should I read them? Absolutely. Absolutely. If, if anything mm. hey, if you want read, them if, if anything at least read the short it was a short story you mentioned it earlier the um impossible life, life and improbable death of uh, Admiral Bull. Preston J Cole. Yeah. Yeah, that that one, like that. That was personally speaking the first um, Halo story that I ever read, and that it just completely enraptured me. And then you know, like <laughs> we like to call the um, the Eric Nyland books kind of our Bible when it comes yes. to a lot of the decisions made. Um, they're just so good and detailed about you know, well, maybe not detailed, but they are definitely really good entries into the Halo universe, and I, I would dare say, maybe, dare, uh, that The Fall of Reach is one of the greatest books, sci-fi, sci-fi-wise, when it comes to, you know, just, just universe-building, narrative design, it's just really good, you know, and if you, if you like space, if you're a space game junkie, and you really like space... I'm also, Halo. I'm also the a space, fall of reach. the fall of reach. I'm also a space book junkie. Uh, I read lots. I read a lot. Uh, right now I'm reading the safe series, which is basically like reading Ooh. a four, which is basically like reading a four X game. It's basically. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Fall. It's a good series. What series? Safe. S A I P H. There's three. I'll have to get this from you guys later. There's three books in the series. It is pretty good. Is there a Kindle edition? Yes, there is. Fall of Reach. Uh, $9. Yeah, that's going on the wish list. Uh, (laughs) It's a really good book. But $9. I'm going to put it on the wish list. I don't. I don't. Maybe I can mail you one. Ooh, okay. Uh, I'm um, I'm on like a million. I'm on like three or four different newsletters for um, ebook deals. You know, there you go. And so I get like I've got like well over a hundred books in my backlog. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if they ever really put any of the Halo books on sale. I don't know if I've ever seen any ebook sales. Three, four, three, know. please. But The Fall of Reach was a New York Times bestseller. It was on the list for a while really? when it first I, came out. And I could watch it without uh, – I mean I could read it without knowing the Halo series. It's got a pretty – Oh, yeah. No, it is literally The Fall of Reach is the introduction. Yeah. It will tell oh. you everything. And it's actually uh, – there's an audiobook version on YouTube of it. If you, if you go into YouTube and you search for The Fall of Reach um, book or audiobook, it will it will come up and it's the full audiobook in one upload. I can't, it's really I good. I'll be honest, I can't yeah. do audiobooks. Uh they're so distracting I almost crashed the car. You know. <laughs> <laughs> which has which has happened, which has almost happened. Uh so are there three books in this Halo series? Because that's what I'm saying. There, there are seventeen. Lot. Oh Jesus. Seventeen. Because yeah. uh oh more coming. Because uh, Amazon's selling a pack of books one to three right now. Yes. It's probably the Eric Nyland series of books, which is uh, yeah, The Fall of Reach, are. The Flood, yeah. and then... First Strike. Onyx? Yeah. First, First Strike. Oh, yeah, and First Strike. Yeah, that is... If you want just the core distilled space combat stuff, 
just read the books by Eric Nyland first. Yeah, That's he's a easy really fantastic writer. Hey, Eric Nyland, please come back to Halo. <laughs> well, what's he working on now? Uh, he's actually, I think he's writing his own series of books. I think he just got done oh. um, writing a first draft of one of his books. I was reading it somewhere. I think he's a blog online. Really good writer. If if you like if you like just good writing, Eric Nyland. I do like good writing. I do, and I'm I'm honestly surprised one of you. And his least, space stuff is really good. I'm surprised at least one of you has heard of the Safe series because I've I've never heard of it until recently, and I'm I'm in the third. I think that's the latest book, and I'm really enjoying it. Like, well, we all really it. like space. We all really like space stuff. Oh yeah, well, we're space game junkies. and space book junkies Um, I am enjoying this I'm still alive somehow they haven't really come for me yet I've had a few battles but uh, don't don't underestimate them you need to expand more head quickly because when they find you you will probably be in for a very nasty surprise once they find you you become the nail and they become the hammer oh great that's why so you have to you have to expand fast Oh really? Okay. Uh, sh- I need to build more thingies, more more labs. Uh, I, I keep forgetting how to play this game because I play it in like spurts, and then I forget how to play it. Uh, lab, lab. Yeah. So how do, how does the gameplay differ between let's, let's say uh, people that are familiar with the stock game? So what did you guys do as far as the research things? You know, is it kind of the same research just with Halo themed things, or is this like a whole different research tree? And is it still the deal of um, like you have to have the uh, the science and weapon space stations to research certain things, or did you change that up? That stuff is hard coded, and we we don't really have much control over that. Um, we can only kind of retheme uh, the fact that you have to have. The, the multiple research stations to get things done. Um, but Labo can probably go into more detail about uh, how we've changed research. Well, I mean, for us, of course, a lot of the research wasn't so much, isn't so much change, fundamentally changed so much as it's been, well, you can't make new research items, but we have scrubbed the vanilla trees clean. We took, we took them, we said, you know what, you're done. And we rewrote them in our own, and we remade it all in our own image. So things like where, what type of ships require unlocks, where they unlock, um, the type of economic and military benefits you have, all of those, while they technically use the same sort of modifiers you see in vanilla, the trees themselves are not like the ones that you see in vanilla. So you might, for, for example, want to prioritize some items over research items over others. For example, like for the UNSC, you're going to want to get that Mac research, pound that stuff whenever you get the chance because the Macs are your life. And if you can't get the firepower out in time with enough damage, you're done. Yeah, and the faction, the faction designs balance wise are very disparaging. You know, they're very different, very unique. Um, Base Sins had some very unique factions, but, I mean, it, it really ends up being a slog between a hundred ships that take ten minutes to die. Uh, you know, so, 
the mod in and of itself is just way fast, way way faster paced. Things die. Our big difference isn't so much in research as much as it is in gameplay. We mentioned you just mentioned it now. We mentioned it earlier. Base sins is very much focused around attrition. So you can just keep pouring more and more ships into a battle. Battles can go lots on for of, like lots of ability and, micromanagement. Yeah, you can you can start a battle on the other side of the solar system, and you can start bringing ships and building them at your home planet and get them over to the battle in time to make a difference. Whereas in Sins of the Prophets, you show up and ships are immediately pummeling the living shit out of each other, doing massive damage, and the fight is over really fast. It's like a street brawl compared to like a boxing match for uh, normal Sins of the Solar Empire. Yeah, and the, the, the big idea is, you know, you have a lot of very uh, very grunt-like ships that you just kind of send in. They go and die like cannon fodder. You just send them in, you know, you have this big giant picket line of ships, and like 80% of them will die. Well, they're in there <laughs> yeah, you like, will build and keep around for the sole purpose of them absorbing fire. Yeah, just like, hey, yeah, you you few dozen Parises. Yeah, you're gonna die, all of you. That's cold. That's like... Yeah. It's, it's, it's a... It, it's, it's distilling the book as best we can. Um, oh, really? Space, space combat in the Halo universe is about sacrifice and loss. It, you know, it, the UNSC shows up with a hundred and something ships, and they leave with in the teens, you know, whether they've won a fight or not, it's always a pirate victory. And that's, that's pretty much how we communicate it into the mod and, and to the player. You know, you are taking lots and lots of ships and you are putting them against the wall and smashing them until the wall breaks. And yeah. um, if you, if you did it right, you'll have enough to limp along. And if you did it wrong, then you lost and the wall wins. Yeah. It's a. And it's definitely a lesson in sacrifice. And if you're and if you're the covenant, you're just a number your ships. You're just gonna throw them in the meat grinder without caring. You, they're gonna, you're using them as sacrificial lambs. And then yes. you have the other, the more glorious ships, who who are firing out in addition. The glorious covenant, and the cast, and the oh yes, and <laughs> the really big capital ships. You're like, hey, you guys, don't die. You know, whereas with the UNSC, pretty much everything is expendable. You're like, you know, I will so, do anything to not lose this battle. Yeah. Well, some Even with the UNSC, some ships are better to send from the others. Because maybe, maybe they're more likely to survive. Maybe. But nothing lives if you're the UNSC. Yeah. Historically, in the Halo universe, uh, the UNSC fleet shows up, you know, the Covenant show up to a planet or solar system, and they've come to exterminate humanity there. And so the UNSC shows up with their fleet, not to win a battle, but to prolong the space combat as long as they can so that some humans can escape the planets and move further back into space. Because, I mean, that's, you know, the, the storyline of Halo 1 through Halo 3 is basically, uh, you know, the Covenant slowly moving through the, the human empire, destroying planets along the way until they get to Earth. And so that's... that's. And then even when they get to Earth, they they accidentally got there. 
<laughs> yeah, it, was, it was by accident, by pure chance. You're like, oh, you're actually this weak, humans? Oh, boy. Like, and, they, and that's they, another... That's another interesting distinction that we can draw between uh, the normal sins of the solar empire and sins of the prophets is planetary defense. Because uh, for the UNSC side, we have orbital Mac cannons that are orbital super Mac cannons, and they pummel the shit out of enemy ships. They're they're the highest damage things in the game. Last I checked, um, and you have to mount very strategic and intelligent offense. Or you just throw ships at the lines until you get close enough to destroy these orbital defense cannons. And for the Covenant on the other side, they don't really have orbital defense weapons. They have stations that um, are either hangars for strikecraft or they're stations that call in fleets. So we have kind of distinct factions that do their own things. I'm As sorry. You play more, you'll see more of the differences. I'm sorry, I didn't hear any of that. My cat jumped on my lap, knocked the phone off the desk, and it hit my foot. That fucking hurts. <laughs> that fucking hurt. Good old. A series of unfortunate events. The cat does not care. <laughs> oh, he really doesn't. Oh shit! I'm about to get. I'm about to. Why get, won't I'm, you pet me? Here we go. Got some shit coming in. Good thing I built like a billion orbital platforms. Oh my god, here we go. Got some yellow. Got some yellow. Got some yellow shit incoming. <laughs> <laughs> Who are these guys? Let's see. This is. And you actually did pretty well by distributing them around. Profit of so, truth? So that, but that one DA, that one though, bit close to the edge of the well. The yeah, yeah. have the come to kill you. It's not good. That's a, I think that's just a scout, is it? Or no, it's not. Oh, it's, it's, a, a, it's an NG fighter ship. Oh, and there goes the first gun. Yeah. Uh, what is actually at the planet? They're leaving, I guess. Okay. No. Oh, okay. Ryan, you're you're going to die. Yeah, you're killing them the second that they're jumping in. But, I they, don't know. Still, but they still broke a hole. With the guns. Yeah. Brian, to, you're gonna I'll, die. I'll have to have some overlap then. Yeah, you need overlap. But the thing is, like, don't make it too close to the edge of the well. Like, that might be a bit close. The the in. orbital Mac cannons have longer ranges than the enemy than most of the enemy ships do, and oh. so you want your you want just the tip of your range to be where they're they're popping in. That way, they would have just to just the tip, Brian. Just the tip. Just the tip. That way, they're not all the way in in system. <laughs> just just the tip. Okay. Well, I hopefully that'll work. <laughs> okay, I'm uh, I'm waiting for the yellow guys to come and kill me. You might want to go and find them. See what happens. I don't got that kind of time. Yeah, poke. Just poke. Will the, the covenant give you mercy, or will you die immediately? Probably immediately death. That's that's what I guess. You got a lot of money though. You're 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 a rich faction. Tell you that. You, you, you could make a massive fleet if you did some more research for ship. You supply. could build the infinity. Ooh. You need ships. 
like if you're really rich, that means either you're saving up for like the Infinity or the OAS, or you're just really not buying enough ships. You well, yeah, he, the issue is he doesn't he hasn't bought any more supply. He needs to buy more. Ship How do you slots, buy more? I, I don't remember. How do you buy more? It's re- fleet tab in the research page. So go to the research. So I think it's flashing right now, actually. <laughs> Something finished. Ah, I see. I think. Oh, my God. I'm not giving up Tornado Watch on YouTube. Tornado Watch on YouTube has been like, do this, do that. Don't do that, okay? (laughs) Thanks, thanks, buddy. (laughs) Appreciate the help. I really do. It's really nice, actually. I'm just, I've been researching the hell out of everything that I can. I'm just as much as the game. There you go, the NAVCOM. There you go. Yeah, you gotta the, get that Navcom stuff. Navcom, yep. And then the top, I think the top row of Navcom is capital is, ships, and the bottom yeah. row is fleet supply to build lots and lots of more ships. Uh, you've got lots of money, so you should go up that. Yeah, he's actually he's yeah. actually got like no resources. So he's got money. The UNSC is rich. They have no resources. <laughs> Now's the time to build a massive fleet and expand. Yeah. You need that before you, you find the enemy, or the enemy finds Become you. Become the true UNSC post-war. Yeah. Building the uh, the beautiful Halcyons. First ships you ever see in Halo. Yeah. What yeah. is a Halcyon? I don't know. Oh, God. Don't, don't, don't. <laughs> I, I really love how much detail the ships do have, because you can zoom... That's one of the beauties of this engine, is that you can just zoom right the hell up there. And the zoom was one of the really, really well done things in scenes. Yeah, it's kind of amazing because, like, I think, I think after a certain point, it deloads some of the bump mapping, which is interesting. No, no, huh. no. Ooh. Okay. No, it always keeps. We'll it. wrap this up. We will wrap this up soon. So, uh, how far along? Is this uh, mod? Like, when do you think it'll be? Unless someone already asked that, I don't know. Yeah, uh, it was. someone did, didn't they? Was I there fighting? No, was I busy there fighting? There are no. Probably there are no exact plans to ever drop sins of the prophets. Um, as I said before, we plan on splitting the mod into two different uh, eras, and the post-war era version of the mod will continue to update. Uh, as long as there's a Sins of the Prophets team around to update, um, as we get new information from uh, the, the game series and the books and uh, the tabletop game, you know, as soon as as long as we've got stuff coming in to update it with, we'll we'll try to do that. Um, you know, this is a passion project for us. You know, we're doing it because we love it. Uh, we love Halo. We love Halo spaceships, and we love the kind of space combat that we're able to display. So hopefully uh, before too long they'll show off Sins 2 and we'll get to switch over to something a little bit more modern. A, a Please. More modern in a game Please. Engine. <laughs> right? Please, Ironclad. Please. We're, we're, we're very, very done with Cuneiform. We, it, we'd like to move on to... 
it kind of, what's, it kind of only makes sense for them. I mean, I mean, it. it why wouldn't they? I mean, we we hope still... that they make the common sense decision it's their, and it's they make their biggest too. money maker. They make yeah. a lot of money. <laughs> this game's a really good. I mean, game. this game still sells. People are still making mods for it. People are still playing it. Uh, there is a really big active community on Sins, and unfortunately, though, we can see there is you know a very slow decline. The game's getting older. It's got better competition at this point. You know. A lot of the Stellaris. <laughs> yeah. yeah, people are jumping ship. Stellaris exists. I wouldn't say it's Stellaris really is. A, I wouldn't say Stellaris is a better game than this. I, I can't. I agree. Definitely. It's but it's newer. Yep, it is it's newer. newer. It's, yeah. The thing is, it's newer and it has a lot of four X. The four. It's actually real four X. Yeah, it has a good real time feel that Sins has. And the whole scale, that's the big thing, the scale that you're mm-hmm. fighting over a huge galaxy with multiple planets. You don't have that in other games. If Ironclad isn't working on Sense 2, hopefully, we'll hopefully 343 will contact Oxide and uh, license the Nitrous engine and let someone, someone make a Halo space combat game. There's a there's a great game engine out there. There's a demo on Steam called Star Swarm. That, that's a technology demonstrator for the that game. That was engine. a great demo, by the way. That was a great was. demo. Yeah. Yes, it was. That was a beautiful yeah. way to show off that engine. What's, you so know, if somebody wants to is, license hey. that and make a Halo Space Combat game, just let us know. <laughs> there's a Halo Space. There's a Halo Ground Combat game. I wonder. I wonder how. Who would be interested in making a space combat? <laughs> Whoa! You're speaking. You're speaking in the good sir. I know. I'm speaking in such code. Well, let's hope uh, someone at Ironclad listens to this and goes, "Hey, maybe we should." Actually, make some goddamn money by making yeah. sense. <laughs> Again, it seems obvious, but I don't understand. Oh no, plasma storm! Ah, uh, oh, okay, nothing apparently happened. It just kind of passed by. Okay. Uh, oh no, something's happening. Something's happening. Oh no. Um, Strikecraft launch disabled. You know, this, the thing is, anyway. that actually has saved people before at times. Idiot, really? maybe you should recount your tales of horror with AI. Oh, boy. Actually, even better. Not even the one that disables Strikecraft launching. There was one... There's a random event that happens. I think it's like a sun spot thing or sun flare. The coronal and, mass ejection. Yeah, the coronal mass ejection. It comes by and it swoops in, hits your planet, and then it disables all the weapons. <laughs> It disables everybody's guns, and so you'll have two huge fleets just kind of looking at each other. It's really good. <laughs> it's just like, I can't do anything to you. Yeah. Like, I can't like, do anything to you. I'm water. glad you can't do anything to me, so otherwise I'd be dead. Yeah. Yeah. It's oh. given me time to retreat some ships before. Florida in the chat makes a good point. It's like, you don't see Sid Meier wondering if he should make another Civ game. Exactly. Yeah, that's a great point. Like, oh, should I make Civ 7? I don't know. Probably. Uh, someday. <laughs> sure. <Yeah>. Probably. 
Anyway, I know we Hopefully. got to we got to let you guys go. Uh, so, folks, before we uh, wrap up, just a couple of quick things. There's uh, no Thursday night thing because it's Thanksgiving here in America. So, to everyone, happy Thanksgiving. Uh, even those in Canada who celebrated Thanksgiving last month. Is that, do I have that right? That was last month? You got it. Okay. Well, uh, happy belated Thanksgiving to our friends up north. Um, next week on the show, we are having the developer. Oh, what the hell is the name of that game? It's that co-op. Uh, it's that co-op game. Oh God, my brain. What's it called? Atomic something something. Atomic Space Command. That's that co-op uh, f- buildy, fighty, shooty game uh, where you build a ship together, then you fly it together. That should be fun. Bang, bang, gun, shoot, shoot, gun. Yeah. So that's what we're doing next week. And I don't remember what we're having on Thursday of next week. Uh, but yeah, have, everyone have a happy Thanksgiving. I uh, hope you, everyone has a lot to be thankful for. And uh, we will see you next week. Gentlemen, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us tonight about your mod. I'm sorry I didn't set this up as best I could, but hopefully playing live gave uh, the folks watching the video some fun stuff to look at. And Florida on the chat wants to play Halo now. So There you and, go. And I'm going right. to eventually read that Halo book you, you mentioned to me. So, so yay, Halo all around. Um, <laughs> there I you just, go. I just wish it was for the PC more often. Uh, I the, know. Didn't the first one come out for PC like a the billion years ago? The first one and the second one. Oh, really? But let's not talk too? about the second one. Let's not talk about the yeah, second one. Oh. It's not oh. enough. Okay. All right. Well, <laughs> free to leave dead things where they lie. Okay. Well, <laughs> hey, gentlemen, I want to... campaign. <laughs> gentlemen, I want to thank you for joining us, friends. I want to thank you for watching and listening again. Happy Thanksgiving, and may you all have a great night. Good night. Thank you so much for having us. Thank you. Thank you. Let's have some music in here, Boiler. Sure thing. <laughs>